gives me great pleasure to introduce to you guys today. I have Bill Steer from the band, the legendary band, Carcass. Welcome, Bill. Oh, thank you. Absolutely, uh, absolutely my pleasure, honestly. Massive fan of you guys uh, throughout the years. Um, <laughs> and it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you uh, on this front. And um, obviously, we're here today to talk about your guys' new album, which is due out, uh, well, as we're recording it, it's due out tomorrow. So, mm. very exciting times. Um, so, yeah, the, the album's called Torn Arteries. It's out on Nuclear Blast. Um, by the time, yeah, like I said, by the time this goes out, it's out now, everyone. So, they can pause this and go listen to it uh, <laughs> at this point. Sure. Um, um, but let's have a chat about it. Like, um, basically, I've, I've heard, basically, I've been quite fortunate to hear the whole album. Uh, the people at Nuclear Blast have been kind enough to send me a copy. Um, and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I love the tracks that you released um, initially. Uh, mm. Dance of, I can't pronounce it. Is it El Tab? El Tab? X-tab. Oh, X Tab. X Tab. Sorry, yeah. my, I can't hear. Um, and Kelly's Meat Emporium. Uh, I know you also sure. released Under Scalpel Blade as yeah, well. Yeah, way back. Way yeah. back. And that was a nice little teaser for it because that was, um, obviously this is a follow up to your um, album Surgical Steel. Yeah. As well. Um, but yeah, t- tell us a bit about the album. What, what's, um, you know, because oh, it's due out tomorrow. So you've probably done a hundred of these interviews already. <laughs> well, actually, uh, it's funny you mention that. It's about 70 at the moment. Oh, <laughs> so bloody it, hell. It's getting closer to the century for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, I mean, how, how has the run up to it been? Oh, good. I mean, um, obviously, as anybody in a band doing this kind of thing would probably agree. Um, sometimes you're in danger of just frying your brain with sheer repetition. You know, yes. Trying to find new ways of saying the same thing. But, I mean, that's just all part of the, uh, you know, the treadmill. When it comes to promoting a record, we're just delighted the thing is coming out because we've been waiting, uh, I guess, about two years. I mean, it's roughly two years since we completed it, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because you, you, you teased that track a while ago, a few years ago. Oh, well, yeah, it was literally two years ago. And obviously, um, COVID hit. I'm assuming that was the main protagonist in the delay um, um yeah it was completely um we we'd had a couple of different release dates and then you know we'd hoped to have it out that spring of the year before and then oh, no i mean that of that year and then um the label said no no we're gonna do it in the summer um so we were like oh, okay fair enough but then of course around march the world turned upside down so um yeah there was no point even arguing about release dates because they had no intention of putting the thing out when bands weren't touring. Yeah, no, this is very true. A few bands sort of risked it, and I guess that was the experiment um, to see if, you know, if promotion and, you know, the fact that it was coming out was enough. Um, Yeah, I'd be interested to hear more about that because, I mean, those bands that, that were brave enough to do that, I mean they were right about one thing. People still needed to hear new music. Oh, totally. Yes. I mean, you know, a year and a half's gone by. During that time, people were still buying albums. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it was one of those things. It was like, because I I did a lot of these sort of podcasts during that time and and speaking to different artists from around the world as well. And and some of them had postponed the release. Some of them were going ahead. And then after I'd spoken to them, um, like a month later, they announced that they've delayed it for, you know, mm. six months or whatever. Um, yeah. But it, it was a time that I always felt there was a time to release music because people were at home. People were more available to listen. 
um, yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, there was less in the way of distractions, yeah. Yeah, was. exactly. And and it just sort of... I felt that the artists that did release at the time, it was a lot of help to, you know, people like myself, because mm. um, yeah. I, lo- I love music, generally, um, and I, I've lost out on, on various bits of what I'm a DJ, like, in nightclubs and stuff, like rock clubs and all that. And and mm. I, I'd lost out on time, and obviously you guys as musicians were losing out on, on so much, um, along with your crew and everyone else. Um, mm. And it was just a way to kind of, like... You know, it's a good distraction yep. <laughs> in that respect. Yeah, yeah um, and and obviously with all the means of of, of listening to the music now, um, obviously streaming isn't that favourable to most artists. But you know, it is a way of getting your music out there to people that may not normally have listened or purchased Ooh, yeah, even sure. the CD um, yeah. or vinyl or cassette tape, depending on what you're doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> in that respect. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, a lot of the bands, I mean, uh, bands like, um, I think it was the big one was Lamb of God. They were the ones that kind of bought their album out at the start of, I think, near the start of the lockdown, but where it was all kind of up in the air. Um, but even they went on to re-release that album a year and a bit later, I think, with some mm-hmm. live tracks and stuff. So, you know, I mean, they, they did that. And, and obviously there's like British bands like Enter Shikari and, and, and um, I'm just trying to think of some of the others that I spoke to because um, there were quite a few at the end. Um, but yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was a good time, but obviously I see the, the merit in waiting as well. Because um, like a band like yours, um, you probably get more from a live show, I would have thought, than than most or than some, I should say, uh, in the way of like promotion mm. and things like that. Um, and uh, I mean, what do you think about that? Is that something that you kind of, obviously you did delay the, the release of the album in that sort of reflect with the label kind of input as well, but th- do you still feel that way? I think we, we all just agreed that we'd go with the label. Um, there was no point pressing them on the matter because, yeah. uh, you know, labels tend to be on the cautious side of things. Um, they don't like to take unnecessary risks and, you know, our label certainly felt that way. Yeah. Um, you know, you're the kind of band that's normally out there touring, doing loads of festivals. If you're not doing those things, you're not supporting the, the new album adequately. Mm. So we just want to wait. Um, so obviously we weren't delighted, but then we could kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah. We just had to accept it. I think, yeah. you know, essentially. Did you make any, obviously, uh, like sort of changes to the album during that time? Was there anything that you had on there that, maybe you wanted to tweak or anything like that or was the album <laughs> finished two years ago and that was it no that really was it i mean it's funny how often this question has cropped up actually i mean it's a valid point mm. we would have had all the time in the world to change the odd thing tart something up what whatever it might have been mm. but we had spent so long on this record um there was just this implicit understanding between the three of us that um it was done absolutely done yeah um you know, you just at some point you let go and and you can move forward. Then, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, that's good to know. Did you guys like do anything during the the, the lockdown? Because I know a few bands sort of managed to you know do like do live streams things like that. But did you guys manage to get any writing done or or anything like that, or even concentrate on your own material? Um, we did absolutely nothing as a band. We haven't played a note together in a rehearsal room we've, we've seen each other a couple on a couple of occasions okay um, you know now that things have loosened up a bit that, yeah <laughs> that's been good um you know seeing some old faces again yeah no, that's always good um, <laughs> still there um, you know. <laughs> but yeah in terms of creativity i mean uh I, I can't speak for for anybody else by myself but um i did not find 
the bulk of lockdown inspiring. Um, no? Okay. I didn't find it depressing either. It, I mean, it was just kind of, to me, it was a time for reflection because um, you really couldn't achieve anything or strive for anything, especially during that really intense 10 weeks of proper lockdown. Yes, yeah. So um, I was just quite happy to live live a very basic life at that point. Wow, fair enough. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, for myself, it was kind of like you know, work had stopped. If like my day job, if you will, um, but yeah, that like I've got kids and stuff as well. So it was just sort of like making sure they were safe and that, like that. That initial ten weeks, I got nothing done. <laughs> well, that's reassuring to hear. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's I'm not just, the only one. <laughs> no, it's, you suddenly like it was in lockdown, like because you never we've never been in anything like that before, and it's yeah. just kind of like you know, what are we supposed to do? Obviously, you know, mm. keep everyone together but keep everyone you know alive um (laughs) not to go morbid or anything but you know it's just that those things cross your mind it's like shit there's a pandemic there's this killer thing that can wipe out well it's wiped out populations essentially um you know we don't know what we're doing uh no one knew what we're doing the government didn't know what we're doing we don't know what we're doing the world certainly didn't know what we were doing um Mm. so what are you supposed to do you just you protect your own at that point and then go from there um and see where you're at and yeah you know yeah, totally coming out the other side of it i'm still here a lot all yeah. my family is still here so i'm quite fortunate on that respect you know i'm back okay. at, back at work you guys are back in well we'll be back in live situations and whatnot i would have thought seen um mm. but yeah no it's uh yeah that 10 week thing i got literally nothing done but then after that i started to do more of this you know because we started working from home and and yep. you know get used to zoom and all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah, which now I'm sick of, but you know, that's, that's another story. <laughs> um, I'm sure, yeah. um, so obviously, um, what, what are your guys' plans post this, um, album release? We don't have a huge amount in the diary at the moment, just yeah. the odd festival date, really. Um, for this year, there's one thing and that would be the damnation festival, obviously mm-hmm. up in Leeds early November. Yeah. So that's what we're aiming for at the moment. We're, we're going to, finally start practicing again um in a matter of days and from that point on it will probably be quite intense because um yeah there's no two ways about it um we're surely very rusty by this point we've never had i mean i don't know of any band that's had such a long break while yeah. still in existence you know yes yeah so i mean even though dan our drummer um he's very diligent he's you know, he's been practicing drums he, he, that's what he would do anyway but um, that's a very different thing from the intensity that happens when you're all in a room and everything's cranked up. Um, and that's where you need the stamina, you know, for, and get to get ready for the stage. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm going to try and make the Damnation Festival. It's on my list. Um, nice. Trying to get back to those live shows. So um, that's a good one to get back to. Nice, nice bit of extreme music. Um, mm. <laughs> certainly blows the cobwebs out. Um, mm. But um, uh, back to your album. Um, obviously, we got there's a whole bunch of tracks. People are going to hear this tomorrow, so I'll let people go out and listen to it. My favourite track is Kelly's Meat Emporium, the one you've already released. Yeah. Um, but I really love that track, and Devil Rides Out as well was a really good one. Um, yeah. Not to say the rest of the album is bad, but I'm just saying those mm. are my favourites. <laughs> on there um what i was gonna ask is about the, the artwork um because you've got like a um i'd say a vegetable heart or a chili <laughs> based mm. heart on there so tell us about that because the last one was obviously surgical um steel and it had you know what you would expect blood and stuff on the cover um, <laughs> um tell us about that what was the inspiration behind that that cover or that artwork 
Well, I I can't claim any credit for this one at all. I, I mean, I really had no involvement. It was okay. strictly between Jeff and his artist friend in Poland, um, whose name I find extremely difficult to pronounce. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm guessing they spent quite a bit of time going back and forth on on the sort of concept and how it would be executed. But I wasn't privy to any of this. Neither was Dan. Okay. So I think I think the idea was like. Let's get the thing finished so people can see what it's actually going to be like rather than, um, you know, say, it, it, saying, look, it, it's not quite finished yet, but have a look at this. You know, that can sometimes be misleading. Yeah. So ultimately, just it was just, you know, presented to us pretty much the 11th hour. And we went, yeah, sure. I yeah. mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'd have to have a really kind of, uh, uh, you'd have, have to have a huge problem with it to kind of say no at that point. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, we kind of, we got the thinking behind it, which was, let's try and have a sleeve that's as non-generic no, metal as possible. It, de- it definitely is that. I mean, it, I mean, people will see it as well. And if they get the, the vinyl, they'll see it in a bigger scale. But um, mm. I mean, I've got it in front of me right now and it's, it's, it's really cool. I really like it. I mean, it has, like you say, it's just kind of not really, I mean, it does have a kind of connotation with the album title. In as mm. much as it is a, a um, you know, <laughs> they're arteries, but they're not obviously mm. real. They're, they're vegetables yeah. <laughs> on that front. But no, no, it's really cool. I was just curious as to the, if there was anything behind it. But obviously, if it was a last minute or, you know, it was obviously headed up by um, by Jeff on that front. So, um, but no, it's really cool. Pass that on if you can. It's all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really yeah. Good. I mean, I think, you know, I'd say it's roughly been 50-50 the yeah. reaction to that. Because some people are just appalled, you know, like, what the hell are they doing? That's not a metal album cover. Yeah, it's too clean, um, you know. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so, then the other half are kind of going, oh, that's why we like it, because it isn't kind of this standard thing that's just going to fit in with everything else in the racks. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm sure Jeff's happy with that. He likes it if people are talking and there's a bit of, you know, uh, there is a, like pseudo controversy floating around. I was going to say, there's a good element of, of um, sort of like trickery with it. So I like that. I like that. It's really good. Um, cool. Well, I've got a couple of questions left for you, Bill, if that's all right. Mm, and I'll let you go. Absolutely. Um, so what I want to find out from you is um, basically your three most pivotal albums. Now, I'm not talking best albums of all time, sort of, you know, your top three. I'm talking ones that kind of the moment you wanted to, like you said, oh, I want to get into metal. That was the album that got you looking at that sort of like the style of music or the one that made you want to play an instrument, sing or anything like that. Have you got wow. I know, three of those if you can? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I, I'll just, I'll just go spontaneous on this. Because, yeah. Go for yeah, it. That's tricky. I mean, I just picked maybe three things from three different, slightly different uh, periods for me, you know, like from when I first started buying albums to kind of focusing on on strictly heavy metal for a while and then the next one which would lead to what people now call extreme metal yeah so i mean an early one which i guess is heavy rock rather than metal but uh it was you know really crucial in me getting into heavy music and wanting to play guitar and that would be deepest purple the the compilation nice um then the next stage when i'm probably getting into the really contemporary heavy riffy stuff i'd say saxon wheels of steel Cool. And then the third one, which I think was totally the gateway for people of my generation to get into what became the really, you know, the the thrash scene and the death metal scene, Venom, Welcome to Hell. Nice. 
Those are solid choices. Um, right there. I, I've, I, D- Deep Purple, I love um, on that front. Um, and Saxon, um, yeah, I love Saxon. Uh, obviously, being British, Good, yeah. you kind of brought up on that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, when yeah. you're into the heavy metal side of things, you go, right, listen to this, listen to Denim and Leather, listen to uh, Crusader um, and Wheels of Steel as well. Fantastic album mm-hmm. choice, that one. Um, and Venom, yes, Venom, like all hail on that front uh they are they are the godfathers if you will of what has become now sort of the extreme side of of metal and rock and stuff so very good i love that i'm gonna go back and listen to all three of those because (laughs) i haven't heard those three in ages so that's all good um and finally uh my last question for you and i'll let you get on with your day um uh, what are your hobbies away from music so obviously you know um, music is probably your life in most mm. respects but do you have anything else that's like kind of like you know just for you or something separate from that that you kind of enjoy doing oh that's tricky as you pointed out music kind of bleeds into almost everything yeah. um so i mean i was going to say um i'm a member of camera the campaign for real ale but you know Drinking beer does kind of go hand in hand with <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of music, especially rock stuff. Um, and besides that, I guess I read a fair bit, you know, things like, I mean, not just uh, the the expected music biographies, but a lot of history, stuff yeah. like that. Cool. Yeah, and that's about it. I'm struggling to think. Yeah. Um, I've got a dog. Yeah, nice. I like dogs. <laughs> I'll, I'll count that. Dogs are good. I've got a dog too. It's all good. Oh, cool. <laughs> what kind? Uh, she is a mix of schnauzer... Um, and I think Chinese crested Westy. Wow, that's fancy. So yeah. I mean, it would be. Um, <laughs> she's yeah, she's very loud, very barky, uh, but very mm. small at the same time. But we had, we uh, rescued her when we were living over in America, and um, wow. we brought her back with her when we moved back to England. So mm. uh, she's very mm. much part of the family. But uh, cool. Yes, yeah. Daily yeah, sounds like and... a very well-travelled dog. Oh, very well. She travelled better than we did back. So you know, <laughs> it cost like quadruple <laughs> what it cost us to fly back home. So it was um, it was oh, crazy, nice. but it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. So and she's a very happy dog. So it's all good. Um, yeah. But any like just on the on your sort of like reading side of things, any particular part of history you like to sort of read back on, or is it sort of anything? And well, I think one of the things that sparked me off in it was just realizing that I didn't know much about my own doorstep. I think just because yeah. I'd traveled a, far, a fair bit by this point, and I was aware of the fact that um, I knew so little about where I was from, you know, yeah. this this little piece of land. So that I, initially it was British and Irish history. I guess it still is okay. uh, predominantly. You know what I mean? I find a lot of that stuff really fascinating. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's like, it, same here. I didn't know too much, but I moved away from England and then you come back and you realize what you the history that you do have especially like because in the states their history is very um uh let's say modern but it's not very old you know yeah just i mean yeah as quite as it would would be for for a younger nation yeah it just you know it, it starts at a completely different point from european history yeah and my kids weren't learning that either they weren't they were getting obviously bits of the u.s history and stuff in schools but like I remember, then I remember going back in like in my school and we go back all the way back, <laughs> you know, and it was just like, okay, cool. And then when we came back here, my kids were very much interested in finding out about this sort of thing. So we'd go on day trips to various places and, you know, we'd be, we, they'd be reading books. I'd be reading books, watching documentaries and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, 
it's it's Ooh. actually something that's uh yeah quite close to me on that front it's quite cool i like that um on that front well bill um i'm gonna let you go um thank you very much for your time i really do appreciate it oh no my pleasure um, good luck with the album and everything i hope to see you guys in um damnation if not on your own tour or whatever you end up planning on doing um yeah. at some point soon so um but yeah cool have a great day bill thank you absolutely cheers man awesome thank you Bye. mate bye for now